0: This is the Road to Bathurst, a special edition podcast with the Red Bull Holden Racing Team. Welcome to the Road to Bathurst, a special podcast series featuring the Red Bull Holden Racing Team. And glad to be joined today by two of the absolute legends of Bathurst, pairing up this year uh, for the Bathurst Enduro. Welcome on the phone, uh, Craig Lowndes and Stephen Richards.
1: Hello, how are you going?
0: Yeah, hi, AJ. How, are you, how are you going? How are you going, Joe. <laughs> now, boys, this, it, it's always a great time of year, and we've spoken to, 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 to Jamie and Karchi, we've spoken to SVG. Tell me what it's like for you boys in the lead-up to the Bathurst race each year.
1: Well, I think for our side of it is that, uh, you know, we do our annual road trip down the east coast and uh, you know, leave home um, in Queensland, and, uh, Slowly head south, and uh, at the moment, uh, you know, we're just north of, um, um, you know, Sydney, and just really you know, looking forward to, to sort of sort of chilling out and sort of also um, recharging the batteries before the obviously the big week of what Bathurst is all about.
2: Yeah, for me, for me, mate, it's just about, um, you know, we, we've got our other race team going on as well with the with the BMW Team SRM. So um, while while for sure the absolute focus is on the one thousand, there's still a little bit of stuff to do. In relation to that, because we're actually racing in New Zealand the week after, but um, we're, we've just left. We're on the road, it's got the family in the car, and um, we're, we're, we're meeting up with the loungers tonight um, on, on the road, some, somewhere between Sydney and Bathurst.
0: <laughs> so, so Richie, how do you juggle that uh, your your two roles with your co-driving at Bathurst and then you know the the uh, BMW SRM team as well? Yeah, look, it's. Great. Great from my perspective because
2: it just keeps me um, keeps me really sharp for for these um, three endurance events with with and I think um, you know it's a it's a busy time for Craig as as we all know this is his last drive as a full time driver he'll be back next year for sure but um, no no question he'll he'll be without me in the co-driver seat so I will place a lot of import you know high level of importance um, for for our team like the Autobahn Lounge Racing team is a is, is you know, a huge part of Triple Eight, but it's a it's a we're at, we've got our own group of guys, and they're um they're as keen as mustard to do the best job they can to get that result. So, um, very, you know, really enjoying the time of standing with Craig and Lara, and um and and what that brings for the next um, couple of
0: rounds. So, what excites you most about Bathurst Week, what so What's it for you? Now, having done it multiple times, and I'm not going to put the number on it, but. What do you still get excited to in the lead up to this race?
1: No, oh, I, I think it's it, look, it's our grand final. I think that's it's uh, last sort of uh, uh, you know uh, last weekend, a couple of days of uh, you know watching the AFL and then the NRL grand final. This just becomes our sort of grand final of 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 what motor racing is all about. And and I grew up watching this as a standalone, you know, singular race. Um, and really now, obviously, we, we know that's part of the championship and it's very important that, obviously, if you can't win it, you get you get maximum points, obviously, on that side of it. But it is a race that I've always wanted to win. Um, and I've never been shy about saying that. I think that's, uh, yeah, that the, the actual championship uh, uh, is what it is. But uh, if you want to win one race out of the year, it's definitely Bathurst. And, uh, you know, Richo and, and the Richo family have done, um, you know, multiple times of that. And, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to be part of that with Richo in 15. And, uh, you know, we, we desperately would love to, to try and win it again this year. It, it is sort of, sort of an end of a, an era for me in the sense of the long of the, the full-time side of it. But, of course, as, as what Steve said, that we all sort of – Filter into another co-driver role, year and Beyond and yeah, uh, you know, and but but really, for me, it is the it's it's the one race of the year that you want
2: to win.
0: What about for you, Richo? What excites you most about this week leading into the Bathurst race?
2: Oh, de- definitely um, driving alongside CL, and and as I said, you know the, the Autobahn lounge Racing Team are a smaller team within the Triple Eight umbrella in terms of you know we, we share a garage with another team. But look, yeah, it's the it's the biggest event on the calendar and you know it's the one time of the year where whether you're an avid supercars fan or not it's it's become a tradition where you watch the afl grand final the nrl grand final and then a week after is bathurst and and it's a it's a week-long celebration of what motorsport in in this country in australia has become you know our whole our whole touring car or motorsport category of supercars is being built from that one race it means an incredible amount to everyone and and for me it's still probably the only race it's not the only race but it, it, the significance of it um in the lead up means before the start of the race the butterflies and the nervous tension is um is incredible for me so you know you you, you you as a driver you gear up all year round um to to sit in the in the driver's seat to do a good job and um if you can come out the other side with a with a, a podium, and, and if you're lucky enough, a win. It's a, it's an unbelievable result for your life, not just your career. It's a, it's a lifetime achievement for anyone that, that, that has a career of driving, uh, driving motor
0: racing cars. You both have fantastic results there. How do you prepare different to Bathurst to, to any other races? I know you see how you get off the grid for the week before leading up to it. How do you prepare differently to, say, Sandown, or a Gold Coast, or an Auckland, or something like that.
1: Well, I think that you, yeah, you're, you're right. Like in the sense, we we have got off the grid, and, and you know you're walking into a week of of you know of big emotions of even the fans. Uh, you know, you, you've literally hit the ground running, sort of Tuesday afternoon at Bathurst until basically the Monday following the Sunday, and you know that for me is obviously a, a massive uh, you know week of, of emotions. Uh, what we go into, uh, but it really, it, for me, the, the actual approach to it is no different. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, the, the race cars now are more reliable. They're fast, uh, and so you drive them from, from when the green light goes out to the and flank If you drive them hard and fast all day, it's a huge team effort. It really just not only the drivers that get involved. It's it's a, it's a strategy. It's it's the weather. Um, understanding that, making the right calls at the right time. You know, getting in, pitting at the right time with if safety cars come out, Uh so it, it becomes a, a bigger element of just not only drivers and, and the speed of the car. It's all elements of you know. I've been lucky enough to win it with just having good strategy and being at the right place at the right time. So. Um, Richard and I, yeah, you've, we've got both, um, you know, a huge amount of experience there and, uh, you know, we understand that you can't win on, on lap one, but, uh, you know, we know we can lose it and that's really one of those things that, you know, I, I've never really wanted to lead the race from the start. You know, you want to be able to plan, um, you know, roll out your strategy and, uh, and you know, by the lap a hundred and sort of 25, 130, 30 that you want to be starting towards the, the sort of being the leader of the race. Um, and making sure that you get that last stop done, and uh, and of course then run it home. And uh, you know, there's been many, many occasions where um, you know the, the, the pole position. Uh, and I, I like this in the sense of the Bathurst that you don't have to be on pole position to be or or, or to win the race. It's just a matter of uh, having a huge team effort.
0: So, who's your biggest threat this year? If you look at all the all the pairings down the down the order. Is it from within the Triple Eight organisation, or is there someone else that you go? If I know, I know if I can beat those guys, I'll have a good result.
1: Oh, I think that there's there's no doubt that the Red Bull side is going to be very strong. You know, you know, we were lucky enough to have a, a podium lockout at Sandown, which is a good indication that uh, what we're doing as a collective team is is definitely um, a good thing. Uh, but then you look at back in the in the history, like you know, obviously uh, Erebus. Um, Dave Reynolds and that they'll be keen to go back and go to back to back. But then you got Sam uh, Penske, who were, were the fastest car there last year and uh, unfortunately had an engine failure. But uh, you know there's, there's no doubt that uh, you know we all lift for this one race. It's 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 as I said, it's not just about the championship. This is about winning a grand final. And uh, and even the teams that are not in the running for a, for a championship, um, you know Bathurst. A victory at Bathurst can definitely turn your you know your, your, your team and your career around and uh, you know there's a lot of teams out there with good combination of drivers cars um that would definitely be strong over the course of that week
0: so this one's for for you richo what's your favorite part of the circuit what part do you look forward to driving through around each year yeah
2: look it really starts for me from uh, from the cutting to be honest it's not one specific corner it's it's connecting the dots between the the cutting, basically all the way back down the forest elbow. You know, if you look at a specific part, the, you know the challenges for a driver every year are dependent on the on the the, the time of the weekend you're on track, how many how many cars or, or classes have been out on track, um, the the level of grip, the the temperature of the day, um, and when the grip comes up, that section, you know, where you go, we call it up under the tree, just before you hit the Reed Park, you sort of go up there into third gear. You have a little, you have a little lift off the brakes where I think Murph stuck it in, in, in his second last year. Um, but it's just a great part of the track. It's high, high level commitment. You've got to keep the momentum going. And then you hit, you, you head across, you just pull fourth gear and head down into Reed Park. You, um, you try not to use the brake, but the car loads up in the steering and it, and it's, um, it's pretty hair raising because the, the, the thing with Bathurst is, uh, because of the, the the foundation of what the event is with the co-driver, you don't actually get to do a lot of laps around there. Sure, each, each session is driver and co-driver, but, you know, a 40-minute session only gives you the ability really to do about 15 laps with, with changes. So you never really get into the groove until you get to the race. But you, you, when you are out there in the car in practice, you're really trying to explore all the limits. And yet one small mistake at the top of the hill there... And it um, it can bring it can bring your bring your weekend undone, or definitely put a dent in your preparation. So, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to say the top of the mountain. I mean, the chase is a fantastic um, corner coming in there at 300 kilometres now, but for me, it's that sort of under the tree re, re park section of the circuit.
0: I'm going to pose the same question for you, Loungey, But because Richo said the top of the mountain, you can't pick that. What, what's your What's your <laughs> well, favourite part of the circuit? Thanks to that
2: AJ, I got in first. <laughs> would have said the same
1: thing for <laughs> Oh, look! Absolutely, I think that yeah, uh, you know, the flow across the top of the mountain is what we all and, and it's it's confidence and, and inspiring when you've got a car that, that that can do what you want it to do. And uh, but I think yeah, also for me, like from for, uh, from Skyline down to Forest Elbow that run off the hill, um, you know, you can make a lot of time and, and, and really position the car well. Um, but again, you just need that, that the, the car to do what you want. And at the start of the race, you don't want the car to be perfect because as the day unfolds, the, the rubber comes down, the track evolves, and uh, you want the car to be good at the end. And uh, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, there'll be like, again, five, six cars in that last closing stages of the race, that uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be all we'll, we'll, we'll in a probably 10 second gap, all vying for the, for the victory. And, uh, and you want that car to be perfect at that time to be able to do what you want. Um, and, and it really is, it's, it, it's a, it's an amazing bit of road and, and people that haven't been there, like it's hard. TV doesn't really give it justice. The elevation and the drop off over skyline, but then it can, as what Richo said, that, you know, close to 300 kilometers an hour down into the chase getting the braking markers right, you know, hooking out of there. And then it's a great feeling when you come out of the chase and you've got literally probably 500 metres to go to the chequered flag, you know, as long as you're in the lead of the lead of the, uh, the chase, that uh, you, you know you've got it done. And, uh, you know, it, it is one of those amazing feelings to stand on the podium at the end of the day. Um, and for me, as I said, it's rich-o in 15, able to do it. Um, hopefully we can do it again this year.
0: Well, speaking about that if you could change one thing over all your races since you've been going there what would it be
1: um, oh look, hindsight's a wonderful thing I think we've had uh, numerous times and I've been there in the early early days that's uh, you know with uh, Glenn Seaton and uh, Neil Crompton and we had fast cars but you know you didn't deliver the results and so the, they're the ones that sort of get away um i remember in uh oh five when you know i think i probably have one of the best cars i've ever had there but uh, you know i hit the wall going up the mountain then we had the tire in the in the window at the front uh we had everything thrown at us and uh, unfortunately we finished the race but uh, not in the results that we wanted so you go there as, as favorites and you go there with fast cars but uh, you don't necessarily uh, guarantee the results and i think that's the beauty of the whole race it's uh it it, it unfolds and unravels over the course of the day
0: what about for you richo if you could change one thing over all your your races there which one would it be
2: oh look it's it's a similar sort of thing to craig you know you have your there there have been plenty of weekends up there where you've been driving that you know for one reason or another had one or two things not um happen you know the the result could have been another win or or a a podium but um specifically for me this year I, i just and, and it's, it's going back to when Craig and I won in 2015, we, we, we haven't had a good run-up there for the last two years. 2016, the gear lever broke, and then last year in the wet, there was, there was something a bit um, odd with the car during the race. So I just want to go to, to, to Bathurst this weekend and have a, have a trouble-free day where I'm sure if that happens and our strategy plays out reasonably well... Um, we'll
0: we'll be right amongst it. Yeah, I, I remember that the last two years haven't been uh, haven't been kind to you. I remember the the twenty sixteen the gear lever breaking off right down the middle. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, now I'm going to ask you your favourite Bathurst moment, and you can't pick a race win. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, I'll, I'll go first. Probably for me, it. Um, well, okay, let's say two. From a driver perspective, getting a pole position at Bathurst is a is a mark on the CV that you know you, you want to tick off at some point. So in 2004, doing that was incredible. Um, but but probably on top of that was um, being able to finish second in 1997 with with Dad driving alongside. That you know that while at the time that's that's not a big uh, not a big deal because you're a young guy trying to forge your way in a in a in a in a category of motor racing dad as your dad you see him as a as a guy trying to get results but nowadays looking back on that you know there's not too many people can lay claim to that so
0: that's pretty cool well i was going to say there, has, there hasn't been too many father-son combinations at bathurst that have actually raced together so that, that would be an incredible would have been an incredible moment for you what about you cl what's a, a, a your favorite bathurst moment that's not a race win
1: no oh, i think for me i think it all started in uh, back in 94 where you know we had that great battle with with jb at the closing stages and uh you know we, we have i've spoken to jb about it since and uh you know we pitted and i say we uh Charles, i was his co-driver at the time and uh, he pitted uh i think about two laps prior to when we were scheduled to, to uh to stop but we had to and i think it was one of those things that uh from that point uh we had a great battle you know we actually took the lead of the race for a lap and a half we got caught up with the back market but then we had to then stop the, the fight, in the sense, because, you know, the, the fuel light in the car had come on. Um, but what I didn't know at the time is uh, JB was in the same predicament, that, uh, you know, he was about a half a lap away from having to do the same, and although I stopped or yield first, and then, of course, then he was able to bring it home, and uh, yeah, you know, they're they're the moments and the memories and the stories that you hear about and you know, post that. Um, you wish that you knew the information at the time, but yeah uh, you know, yeah, but they're the are the things that's uh, you know, what what makes the history of Bathurst so great?
0: So Seal, if you could pick any Enduro partner ever from any category, from any race, from any era, who would it be?
1: Oh that's that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, mate, I thought it'd be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Richard would be the, the first pick, but, um, well, Richard, oh, this is our fifth year, and I think that's, uh, as Steve said, it is right. Like, we've gone through Sandown, we've come out of, uh, post Sandown, we've had a shocker, and, and we've gone about this and turned things around. So, yeah, we've got great momentum. Uh, and the one thing that you want to do as a car driver is, is, uh, in all seriousness, is, is you want to find someone that, that's the same height, the same weight, um, and also reads and feels the car the same way. And that, that's really important to make sure can't afford to have you now a tortoise and a hare in a combination. You need two two drivers that are going around the car hard and fast all day. And uh, Richard and I are very much the same. And you know, we grew up in an era where we raced against each other in you know in, in go kart, and Formula Ford, and other things. And and, and you know, we 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 do, we do talk about the the you know we are the old, old and old couple, but uh, we have the same sort of finesse and feel for what the car wants. And, and that that's the most important thing. You know, you could have a Michael Schumacher, but if you didn't have the same relationship and the sense of the feel of the car, then you're never going to win a race.
0: Yeah, that's it. That, I, I put it in there because it was a very tricky question because I wanted to see who would pick. Um, now, as you just <laughs> mentioned, you guys have been enduro partners for you know several years, but you've been racing against each other for the best part of the last three decades. Do you remember the first time that you guys crossed paths?
2: I, 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 do. I, I, you know, my, my first year in Formula Ford was, um, Victorian State Racing Series and Craig, Craig had, um, had his little 85 Van Diemen. I was driving in, uh, Mike Bourne's St- Spectrum 04. Um, and, and, you know, we'd, we'd front up to those state level race meetings and, um, get out there and have a bit. I think Craig was a little bit, a little bit faster than I was at that point, but, um, you know, then, then, then of course, yeah, Craig was doing it exactly the same way I, I was in terms of, you know, he had a little car. He and his dad and a mate were um, were were prepping the car and driving and learning all about the, the the machinations of what you know what goes into motor racing. It's not just about driving; it's all of the preparation and the organisation and all that sort of thing. Um, and and you know, I remember days at Winton and uh, and and for the for the first national round that I ever competed in. You know, those days you ne- you never forget. But Craig
1: would probably say the same. We were just two young guys trying to beat each other to nail every opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I think that's... I remember those days. It was... They're the fun days. And, and, like, you get a lot of questions right now of, like, how do you become a V8 driver? But people are looking at the end result. Like, there's a lot of... Uh, you know driving and dedication and all stuff in the, in the junior categories that you need to go through to get to where we are and and, and Formula Ford was definitely the, you know, for me the, one of the biggest keys that that was the the big mega step out of go-karts that said to me that you know we can move on if you like uh, which I wanted to and then you'd move into a field like Formula Ford and, you know you'd have 40 or more 45 cars turn up at a, at a club race and and then all of a sudden you go from racing sort of 12 go-karts to 40 or, or more former floor people and, and you, you know, your whole world changes. And I think that that's, for me, I always look very fondly on on um, on, on those days on, on how I've become who I am and, and the skill set that you need to, to carry on through it. And also, as I said, you know, um, you know, Steve and I are in the same era, and you forge great friendships, regardless whether you're battling on track, but behind the scenes, it's uh, you know we're all good friends.
0: So, this is a kind of a question for both of you: What have you guys learnt from each other over all the years you've been together?
2: Well, for me, for me personally yeah, look, I I, I, I admire the way um, Craig can perform, you know, inside the car so competitively, but have have all of the things that he has from his um, hold of at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the driver, whether they like it or not, they're the they're the figurehead of their team. You know, they don't they might not have a financial state of ownership in the team, but very much they represent the, the team and the brands that they're associated with. So Craig's standing in the sport and what he's
0: done for supercars over that time is is incredible. So that that's definitely my take out from CL. What about
2: you, CL? What's
1: your what's your takeout from Richo? Oh well, firstly, thank you. But um, <laughs> I think that for me, it's always been about, um, I suppose, being real about the whole sport and understanding it as a whole, as, as what Steve said, but. You know, I think the, the biggest thing that I learned about Steve is that we are very similar. Like we, like yeah, you, you go away from a Racetrack is one thing, and, and we're all dedicated, we're all focused, we're all determined to to make it car faster and greater and win races. But at the end of the day is to get away from it. Is um, you know, for me, Steve and I are very very similar, and uh, you know, and that's why I think we've been such good teammates in the sense, you know, we can, we can sort of close the roller door of a garage, you know, and go back, you know, like we will do this weekend with a the, with the caravan and just chill out, uh, you know, we'll sit down and, and, and talk about the day and, and just really be real and, and even to a point where, you know, when Steve comes up, you know, comes and stays at home and, you know, we'll have a glass of red and you just chat about it. Sitting in, in pyjamas and uh, around the around the and uh, talk about <laughs> our co-drivers and, right?
0: uh, and <laughs> what we're going to do next. So, so, Richard, what's it like for, for most most people? Don't Won't uh, ever get to experience the co-driver role. But what's it like, emotional wise, standing in the garage, watching CL do his thing around the track? Oh, look! Yeah,
2: you know, look. There's no. There's no. Um, there's no doubt that it's, uh, that, that it gets nervous at times, but, you know, my, my role, mate, to be honest, is just to absolutely support CL, you know, inside and out the car and, and also the team, you know, it's to, it's to give feedback when it's required. It's to, um, you know, it's to, uh, I guess, do, do, do the job. When I say do the job, you know, bring the car back in one piece, but, but be fast when you need to. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you can't be fast. You can't overtake the guy in front because, they're they're because of the situation you're in so it's i think look the co-driver role in my mind is is to sort of know know a little bit know 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 a little bit when to hold and when to fold and and when to attack and 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 not let your own let your own ego i suppose get in the way of what really is a, a a role that you you have to it's a supporting role for the team that you drive for and um I really try not to get any of that confused
0: with what I'm doing. Now, CL, speaking of emotions, is there different emotions for you this year going into Bathurst knowing that it's your last full-time year at the mountain?
1: Oh, look, there is. And I think that uh, although knowing that we'll be back there next year is probably a little bit different in the sense of saying You know, a Townsville, a Darwin, even a Newcastle at the end of the day. Like, they're the sort of emotions where you know that you're not going to go back there as a, as a supercar driver. Look, maybe there will be opportunities in other categories, but as a supercar driver, I think that Newcastle will be probably, I'd have to say, more emotional than, than a Bathurst, knowing that you'll go back there in previous years. So, um, for me, yeah, look, it it is, it's been a a wonderful sort of career to be part of, uh, the, um, this era of Bathurst and what we've been able to do and achieve, and uh, but there's no doubt that we'll go to Bathurst, uh, you know, this weekend and, and basically uh, you know absorb everything of, of what the atmosphere is all about. Like it, it really is an amazing uh, week of of, of emotions, and, and you know, again, I've been lucky enough to to be through it, um, you know, over two decades of, of just families and people that you meet over that time that that have gone back year in year out. No, um, they, they camp up. Now that, that that this is their basically their holiday, one, one week of the of the year that they go out and and set up a camp and and basically just watch us do what we do. And but that, the the enjoyment that that gives them is is amazing. And all the stories that you hear from them, um,
0: Rich, I guess the the same could be uh, could also be for you as well. I mean, this could possibly be your last co driver role at Bathurst. Is that something you've considered, or would you switch to another co-driving role in another team if there wasn't a driver at, at 888 for you?
2: Yeah, look, it's not something I've thought about. You know, I, I, um, I know I've still got a lot to contribute as a co-driver to, to a team now, but, you know, I'd, I'd, def- I'd be the first to put my hand up and, and love to stay and drive at 888. But The reality is, you know, if, if, if it sounds like they do go back to two cars, there's, there's probably not a role for me there. But, um, you know, look, I'll, I'll definitely be putting my hand up to look for, a, for another role. But, you know, when I say that, I, I, I don't want to... I, I want to have a, a bit of a meaning to go and do it. Driving at Bathurst just for the sake of driving at Bathurst doesn't really interest me. You know, I, I'd like to be in a position where you go up there And we've seen the last two years that that anyone can win that race, you know, no matter no matter where they've come from, if you have your day. But um, you know, getting getting a finish and being in a competitive car is probably something that drives me every year to do the work that I do um, to to do that. So yeah, look, I'm not thinking at all that it's my last it's my last um, co-drive, but um, I'm sure I've still got a fair bit I can bring to the table to another team that um, you know and that, that might mean a team that. And are ready to, to win another Bathurst,
0: whatever the case may be. I'll, I'll put my hand up. And and Seal, so when you start your your new life in your co-driving career next year, is there a, a how how is it going to be decided between you know SVG and Wink Is there a is there a pecking order? Do you get to decide more so who you have a, have a uh, who you race with?
1: Oh, I think that, um, yeah, there has obviously been a lot of rumours of putting, obviously, uh, Jamie and I together because of the history we have. But at the end of the day, it, it will become down to Roland's um, decision. But I think also the bigger part of it is post the Gold Coast is what co-drivers are available. And that's the biggest thing. It's, uh, you know, even right now at the moment, we're all waiting for the calendar to come out around the world. So we, what we can do, you know, other other events, um, so I think it's you know for Earl, uh, for PD, I'm sure that uh, you know looking at what co-drivers are available, and I think that's the bigger picture of, in the sense of just not me. It's just I'll fit into wherever I fit. I've you know I've driven with both of them, driven both their cars, um, you know, and I'm sort of almost the medium, sort of right in the middle. You know, Jamie's a little bit shorter, a little bit taller, so I can fit in both cars. But it's just a matter of you know, who is available around the time and, uh, you know, what is the best combination. It's, uh, you know, for me, I, I I'm, as Steve said, like, you know, if you want to be a co-driver, you want to make sure that you put yourself in a best position with, the, you know, the car that you believe, the combination that you believe can win a Bathurst. You know, you don't want to go to Bathurst just in the sense of being a driver and, and drive around. Um, you know, we sort of pass that point. You want to go there and be part of a, a podium, um, and th- and that's the you know, that, that's the bigger picture. I think that's, uh, for me. It's, it's a matter of uh, I don't mind either one. I think that uh, either either one of the drivers I'll, I'll be I'll fit in really well and uh, hopefully be a strong combination.
0: So, Richard, when you are a part of Bathurst, you co-driving, doing your doing your thing. What CL's worst habit in the car? His worst habit in the car.
2: Um, <laughs> Uh, it's hard to say, mate, because we only just sort of pass, pass by. He's got a bad habit when we do a driver change. He grabs my hand's device and rips me out of the car, no matter, no matter what position I'm in. So generally half, half my bruises and bumps end up because CLs grab, grab the back of my hand's device and rip me out of the car to get out of the way to, put him in, to get inside quick enough.
0: Perfect. Now, CL, we know you're on the on the uh, road to Bathurst and, and almost about to you'll get to, to Bathurst in the, the coming days. Have you got your ACDC playlist to for uh, coming over the mountain and coming in? Because I know I was told that, that ACDC is a favourite of yours coming into Bathurst. <laughs>
1: uh, well, you're really well informed. Uh, yes, I've got the iPod ready to, uh, as we cross over the Blue Mountain first time we see that white rock on Mount uh, on panorama is, yes, we play an ACDC song. So, um, yeah, it's planned. Uh, and I've got to say that uh, as we've come down the East Coast, we've seen some great places. That uh, that also, I want say, ACDC has played quite a number of times on the way down. And not superstitious, but I, I think it's a good lucky chance.
0: Well, wow. now I was told when you see the the white rocks of of Mount Panorama, that back in black is your song of choice. So I hope it gets an absolute thrashing uh, in the, in the coming days.
1: Uh, it will. I no doubt about that. I think that uh, yeah, Lara's has definitely planned that and uh, got it all sorted. So <laughs> when we leave Sydney, hit uh, across to on Tuesday, on Tuesday, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be having playing, cranking it we uh, see that the, the white rock for the first time.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you for both for, for, joining us on the, the road to Bathurst, the special edition podcast. It's been really awesome to, to chat to you two. Uh, and we, I wish you all the best at Bathurst and hope, hopefully you can take the top step because I'm sure that if you two were on the top step at Bathurst come Sunday, there wouldn't be a dry eye in the house and it would be a, a fitting end to, to everything so far. So thank you for your, for your time, lads. And, uh, we will see you catch up with you boys at the mountain.
1: Thank you very much. See you there. Thanks, AJ. Good on you.